Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Two philosophers. Pashao. Modern day philosophers. With no fucking background in philosophy whatsoever. Hey, bullshit, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Wasted Content, episode 71. I am Anthropos. And I am Ozymandias. For today's episode, we are featuring a full lineup of Devil Canyon's Devil's Canyon Brewing Company uh, beers. These all are in different ranges of the spectrum of styles. Uh, we're starting off with a Rye IPA today. This is the California Sunshine, coming in at a respectable 7.1 ABV. Um little something about them. They're from San Marcos, California. I believe that's... Uh, is it Northern California? I thought it was San Carlos. San Carlos. What did I say? San Marcos. I did it again, didn't I? You did it again. Yep. All right. I got the fucking episode number right. I got my name right. There you go. I have to fuck it up somehow. Uh, either way... With your heart. <laughs> got lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby. Oops. I think I'm in love. But I'm saying from above, I'm not that innocent. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. That's the gayest thing officially. Is it? Podcast. Okay, I was going to say last week we were singing Selena. Oh, were we? (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't on the podcast. Oh, no. God damn it. Every fucking time. (laughs) I really want to go back through all of these episodes (laughs) and make a like. A fucking compilation album of cover songs oh from Wasted God. Content. Yeah. Like, now that's Wasted Content covers. There you go. One. I think well, we've talked about this. I'm sure we yeah. have. What the fuck are we doing? It's a million dollar idea. I hope you like that rendition of Britney Spears. Um, Oops. I is did it Oops, I did it again? again. It is, yeah. Let's not do this again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just saying you did it again. <laughs> So, a little something off of the can here. We have, let's see, we weren't trying to be revolutionary in 2002. We just wanted to brew an interesting beer style using extra ingredients we had on hand. The resulting contribution to craft beer's renaissance was this rye-centric IPA. At 85 IBUs, California Sunshine Rye IPA is exceptionally well-balanced and assertive with hot bitterness, a toasty, bready malt mouthfeel, and a grassy, dry finish. Enjoy your uniquely original reimagining of a traditional English-style IPA while pondering being the craft beer polymath you surely are. Not bad. It's a nice write-up. I can't be mad at it. What the fuck is a polymath? I have no idea. A guy that does a lot of maths, maybe? That's what I imagine. Yeah, just He's because like of- weirdly shaped, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. No. He's weirdly shaped. Why? Because he's a polygon. Oh, I sorts. see. Yeah. Okay. Who does math. He's also has sex with lots of different kinds of people. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He could do that. He's a polygamous polygon polymath. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Lives in Flatland, apparently. Oh, I've read that book. Have you? Yeah, that guy has a terrible time. Uh, he does. Yeah. <laughs> He kind of looks like a circle sometimes, you know? Yeah. Because of the shading. Like, once he gets closer, you see, like, the angles. And okay. Yeah. He's so close, man. He's so close. Uh, either way, that's a joke you'll only get if you've read fucking Flatland. Right. 
which is a fucking boring ass book. It's all right, man. It's all right. It's one of those books that you need to read to consider yourself a smart, <laughs> for sure, educated individual. It's the only reason I read it. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you read Flatland? <laughs> it deals with ultra dimensions. Yeah, yeah. It explains the first, second, and third dimension to a painful like degree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it like contextualizes it like it's people. It's interesting. It's an interesting read. This has nothing to do with what the <laughs> fuck we're doing here. Um, we just want to let you know that we're better than you. Yeah, we're smarter than you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get with the poor for the California Sunshine Rye IPA. We did it again. <laughs> We've got the brew poured out. And just immediately, the fucking head on this thing, it's just massive, and it has staying power. Uh, it's been hanging around for about over a minute, and it's got um, like a very uh, off-white, yellowish hue to it, very tight bubbles, bit rocky. Kind of looks like a standard fucking just what you imagine beer foam to look like. Mm -hmm. This is a fucking sea foam consistency. The beer itself is... A bit of an opaque amber, and it's got a really rich hue. Tells me that there's a really substantial amount of, of malt here. <sighs> Smelling notes. A lot of hops coming through. Uh, some of that like rice spice coming through as well. Definitely, yeah. The hops that are coming through seem a bit fruity as well. Yeah, like a little bit of pineapple-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. a real nice touch. I wasn't expecting that. This is kind of like a hazy rye IPA, mm. almost. It's seeming like it. Just on the look and the, the smelling notes, I'm really curious to see what we got here, man. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, dude, a really, really rich amount of juice here. Super juice, juicy, like fresh squeezed, fresh squeezed juice. <laughs> Guess the juice. <laughs> like like a real fresh squeezed um, pineapple and citric juice character. That juice is joined by that that caramely malt sweetness that serves as the platform for the rest of those flavors. It, it, they join very nicely. And I'd say the substantial amount of uh, malt that's used for this IPA um, not only is imparting sweetness, but it's also giving it very good depth and body. It's, uh, it's substantial. It's a substantial beer. <clears throat> I really like this balance here. The, between the hops and the malt and the, the rye, there's like a little bit of a licorice taste to it. Okay. Um, I'm assuming that's coming from the rye. But it's great. It's, it's like spicy and malty, sweet, and a little dry hoppiness. It's fucking right. fuck brilliant. brilliant. Brilliantly fucking done. Uh, yeah, they really hit out of the park with this. I'm actually very particularly uh, fond of rye IPAs because everything I like is malts. So when you give me an IPA featuring malts, it, I really tend to enjoy that. Um, I think that what they've done is uh, 
they've gone a step further from what I expected because I expected something uh, translucent. I ex- I expected maybe the color I did expect, but I didn't ex- expect the opacity of the spear. I didn't expect the body and just like right. the roundness of all of those flavors. The juice was a surprise, um, and it just serves to really give you a really nice hop experience. Um, fucking delicious rye IPA, dude. Yeah, it's incredible to see. Um, I think something we complain about a lot here on this podcast is not doing something spectacular or different. And I think these guys are doing something completely different in the like IPA category. Yeah, They're fucking combining it with malts. Like, hey, what do you fucking know? This is... Something I haven't seen too much of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's fucking masterfully done here. Real good job, dude. Yeah, there's no reason why this isn't a, an award winner. Um, I'm ready to rate this beer. What do you got? In the Rye IPA category, I'm gonna give California Sunshine a solid nine. Uh, I'd say one of the only ways it can improve for me is gonna be giving a little bit more ABV. Um, which should add a bit more of like a boost touch to it. I'd say you could go somewhere along the range of like 9% for this, 9.5, and have a wonderful triple I, triple right IPA. Yeah. Um, yeah, 9 for me. I think for the same reason, I'm going to give that an 8.5. Uh, just because of the ABV, I think adding malt and adding that caramel sweetness to this beer would allow, allow, allow for more room for ABV. Um but other than that, it's fucking fantastic. It's going to be an 8.5 for me. It's a fair rating. 8, eight for you. 8.5 for you. 9 yeah. for me. Let's move on to the second beer. Let's do that. Aw, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't even read what the fuck we were drinking. Um, this is Spare the Air Hazy IPA. From the same guys that brought you the previous beer. Devil's Canyon Brewing Company. There's not much on the label here other than like that hazy, hazy background of the LA fucking skyline. Um, This is coming in at 6.7 ABV. So I'm expecting a kind of mediocre uh, hazy IPA. <laughs> mediocre hazy IPA. Yeah, something like just run of the mill. Something standard, right? Something standard. That's what I meant. All right, all right. We got the pour out. Got the pour out. This is looking like the last beer with just the amount of like rocky, frothy head. It, it does. It does. Um, it has the same exact head, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a bit, Um, I, I don't know. That's a bit encouraging, I'd say. Uh, the last one had a very substantial body. With this one coming in at a 6.7 ABV, I didn't expect much. But that head is kind of telling me otherwise. Yeah. It's definitely looking fucking delicious from here. Yeah, it does. Um, hazy, as you expected. Very fucking opaque yellow. little dark orange. Yep. Let's see what we got here. Yep. Let's um, let's do this. It looks exactly the way I, I wish it to look. Smelling notes. Nice. Okay. Very, like, tropical uh, fruit. Aroma from the hop. Mm-hmm. Little citrus, little mango. Nice, nice call. Um, little pineapple for sure. Fresh squeeze juice. Fresh squoze. Squoze and juice. 
<laughs> Let's get into this, man. Cheers. Cheers. Mm, that's yummy. Wow. Mm. Oof. Dude, this is a fucking tropical fruit smoothie. Yes, it is. With alcohol in it. It's fucking supreme. Uh, they've done a great job at completely fucking scaring away the bitterness of all the hops that's been poured into this brew. And and leaving only those juicy fucking just bursting with flavor notes. Yeah. There is a slight bitterness here, but it doesn't feel like it's coming from the hops. It feels more like <clears throat> a bitterness you get from an orange rind. Uh, That's dope. Something from like the citrus, you know? <laughs> That's dope. Getting a lot of tangerine, a lot of orange flavors here. It's giving me like a grapefruit bitterness. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Grapefruit. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they've included a flavor profile of every hazy IPA that's been successful and well-received in the market and threw it all into one batch here. Yep. You know, this just it really is a tropical blend here. A lot of uh, these juicy, hazy IPAs, they claim tropical, and some of them are only going to give you, like, predominantly pineapple or predominantly citrus or predominantly mango. This one's, this one's doing all of those, uh, and, and they're all playing together very well. Absolutely. <clears throat> it's unfortunate that they made this only a six point, what percent? What was it? Six yeah, 6.7. 6.7. 6. I would love to see this as a triple dry oh, hop. Shit. Fuck yeah. Just with the amount of fucking flavor that they managed to uh, put into this fucking beer here, but the fucking weight of it, the texture, the, the smooth fucking like rich finish here. It's, I would love to see this as a fucking bigger, better beer. Definitely. Um, there's a lot of like a silky character, uh, like a silky quality to the mm-hmm. body as, as, as you take a swig. Yes. It's just silky and creamy. So it's, it's a wonderfully made hazy. Definitely not your standard hazy offering. It's not. Yeah. I was expecting something standard in the hazy IPA category because of the 6.7 or whatever it was. I keep forgetting exactly what the fucking number was, but I was expecting something standard. This isn't. This isn't that. This is something incredible for its ABV. Yep. It's it's flavorful. It's it's rich. It's creamy, like you were saying. Holy fuck! I'm impressed by these guys so far. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Like a good goal. We're halfway through this. You got a rating for this beer? <sighs> yeah. Hazy IPA category. Um, the flavor is all there. The ABV is what's keeping it down so low, but it's still a great fucking rating for this. I think it's going to be an eight for me. That's a fucking solid rating mm-hmm. when you have a market that's, uh, saturated with this style of beer. Yep. Um, I think that they've done a little bit of the same that they did with the rye. They really put their own touch to it. They didn't make a standard version of it. They put their own touch to it. And you can taste it. You can really feel it in like the uh, the quality of the ingredients and how meticulously these brews recipes were put together. Um, whoever's running your fucking brewery over there, the master brewer, you're a motherfucker. You're doing all right, man. 
Yeah, man, I am. Just with the two we've had, I'm definitely interested in having way more of these guys. For sure. Off tap. Yep. (laughs) Fucking A, dude. Um, For myself, in the Hazy IPA category, Spare the Air from Devil's Canyon, I'm going to have to give them a solid eight as well. You give them an eight? Yeah. This is a fucking eight, dude. At 6.7 ABV, that is a very... A lofty rating in this category. Yeah. Again, an oversaturated category in the market as of the last two or three years. And to kind of define yourself in that haze, pun intended, (laughs) um, you have to do something special. I think they're doing something like that. And I just would love to see a bigger version of this as well. Right. It's definitely hard to put something out nowadays that is unique to the category. Yeah. Yeah. Considering all the fucking different hazy IPs we've had here and are out in the market. Solid eight, bro. Fuck yeah. Alrighty, sir. Let's move on to the first topic of today's episode. I want to talk about what has been happening in the stock market. You've heard me cry about the fucking W uh, recovery, the V-shape recovery, the W recovery, the K-shape recovery. It's fucking crashing, dude. It's been crashing for the past two weeks. It's been nothing but pain every single day. So the market, it goes up, it goes down. Duh. But you see these like intra-week trading cycles where you have a red day. And you can almost always buy on that red day. And the next day opens up green. You can, you can a lot of the times confidently do that not the past two weeks dude the past two weeks has been oh shit it's down let me buy it and then it's down on tuesday and it's further down on wednesday and then thursday and then friday and then the whole next week it's just been that dude it's been pain and it's been awful and there's so many new retail investors um at this point of history and I can only imagine what the fuck they're going through. It's fucking shit. If you didn't have like a leveraged account, if you didn't have a diversified account, if um, you didn't um, notice the signals, if you're not savvy enough to notice the signals and um, go completely bear bearish on everything, then you've lost a lot of money within the last two weeks. And uh, it's a mixture of a few things. I want to talk about those right now just because this is information that everybody should be aware of, whether you are in stocks or whether you are um, fucking, you know, interested in your finances or whether you pay taxes. uh, If you have a fucking Social Security number, you should probably be interested in knowing about these things. So I'll go into the first um, most important one is the velocity of bonds returns has uh, skyrocketed, which means that bonds, bonds, you are trading against the future of the economy, basically, when you do that. You're basically buying a bond, let's say it's $1,000, and that bond tells you that if you hold it for five years, it is going to guarantee you a, tw- a 2% uh, return. So that means you're going to get a fucking $20 return on your $1,000 investment. So the bond 
is worth is a thousand dollars. The velocity of bonds pricing has skyrocketed in terms of it going down. So you're still getting that twenty dollars, let's say, but you're getting it for a much cheaper price. You're getting it for like a five hundred dollar bond. Okay. So what that signals to the market is that the future is bleak <laughs> because the price of the future is tanking. <laughs> and um, I will quickly get into the second reason why this is happening because it's a domino effect. Um, the reason that futures are tanking is because right now the Federal Reserve has been whispering about inflation, which is something that we discussed when we were discussing the V-shaped and W-shaped recovery. Right. It's inevitable. You can put bandages on it. You can continue to put bandages on it as, as, as far as you want <clears throat> to, but eventually you will have to deal with that. And uh, the whispers of inflation happening, interest rates increasing, um, that's scaring the market. And it's telling everyone, it's signaling to everyone that the future is getting cheaper. And everything happens in a cycle. But these, uh, uh, it's also happening in a time where um, the tech industries are in a bubble. A lot of things are in a bubble. And things are overvalued and overpriced. And um, there's bound to be a correction. But this one, it's a significant correction. It's not a crash yet. We'll see how the market opens in fucking an hour. But uh, this week, you know, we'll see what this week has to say about it. But um, this is, it does seem like a very heavy correction, a cooling off period for a lot of these bubbles. And it also kinds of, kind of is sending signals of uh, a harsh reality that eventually we are going to have heightened interest rates. We are going to have to face inflation and your money is going to be worth less. That's what's happening right now. So those are two catalysts for why the past two weeks have completely wiped out all of my profits from the last year of trading. Completely. It's, it's crazy. And uh, these aren't things that are like, you're not tuning into fucking CNBC to fucking learn about inflation rates and interest rates and all this shit. Right. You know, this is things that people don't know. And if you're just out there trying to make a fucking living and trying to fucking provide for your family, these are things you don't have fucking real a lot of time to think about or worry about. But you should. You should be at least informed so that you can make informed um, decisions about your finances. Finances. <laughs> So what's an informed decision now? Give me the current trends. Uh, should people be buying bonds? If it's cheaper to leverage that 20% for 500 bucks instead of the 1000 That's a great question, brother. And by the time this episode airs, I hope that you've heeded this advice. And I, I hope that you've um, been able to get this advice before it happens. Um, don't buy now. Uh, Congress just passed... Or, yeah, just passed the $1,400 stimulus bill. And it just got passed uh, two evenings ago at the time of this recording. Right. Which means that futures will further tank. 
So what's the cause of this inflation? Um, my understanding is <clears throat> you have market, you have new retail investors pouring money into the market and thus inflating the prices of stock that's not real realistic, right? Yeah. Okay. But the way I see the future, it's not less retail investors, it's more. There's there's a bigger availability for retail investors, Robinhood being one of them. Uh, but, you know, I don't know their fucking little fucking drama that happened recently. Yeah. But I don't see that going away anytime soon. I see more and more platforms opening up, allowing more and more retail investors. So I don't think it's an artificial inflation. I don't think the prices are going up artificially. It's people are interested in this. The market is volatile. It is, it is something that's capricious. But there is a lot more money being poured in other than hedge funds doing it at this point. That's correct. Um, while that is correct, though, uh, inflation has nothing to do with the stock market um, directly. Inflation happens when uh, 25% of the money that exists in the world was printed last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you do that. And we are talking about a scenario where two evenings ago, we just signed a bill that, um, in theory, will print a lot more of that money that didn't exist before. Um, over-diluting the amount of cash and the worth of the cash that is in the world, circulating at the moment. There's a few things that can, can counteract this, though. Um, one of the things that can counteract this is if people who are receiving these $1,400 save it. If you save it and don't circulate it into the economy, then the market has grown by zero because you are effectively removing that uh, injection of money from the circulation of the currency at the time. That is a state of deflation. But I don't believe that's going to happen because I already know that I am immediately going to throw my $1,400 into the economy right i immediately as soon as it fucking hits my fucking hand i will just thank you very much here you go to some other fucking business or corporation or conglomerate or fucking trading platform i'm going to do that immediately and i also think that the majority of people are going to do that yes just going off a of fucking reason man so um there are a few things that could hedge that from happening but it's a very um, realistic fucking discussion to have um, in, in terms of the economy and our financial standings within this economy. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. The, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. Sorry. The bill passing <clears throat> is going to excite the market, I believe. Um, it happened well after the markets closed on Friday. So I feel that there might be a run-up this week. I feel like maybe we'll have a few weeks of run-up if we're lucky. But eventually, we're going to have to fucking deal with this. Everyone's going to be excited about $1,400 per American flooding into the stock market. <laughs> and it's going to happen for a little while. Yeah. We're eventually going to have to reap the fucking repercussions of... Um, a very, very heavy offset and dilution of our monetary value. Okay. What are the repercussions of 
this temporary fucking buyout of the fucking general public. Other than like, yeah, yeah, they're printing more money for sure, but they're printing money for everything. I mean, China has been leveraging our future for fucking... What the fuck is the national debt now? Yeah, those guys have bought a lot of bonds. A lot, a lot yeah. of bonds. So I don't... I really don't see any anything different from China buying American bonds to American fucking printing out more money for the American fucking people to fucking stimulate the economy and have everything go back to normal, whatever the fuck that means. Um, That's fucking funny, too, is to, like, go normal, go back to normal, mm-hmm. whatever that means. I think, like, it's, to me, there's, it's only been a year, but what that reality was like is so fucking distant. Yes. That it really does seem a bit abstract. I like that. Go back to normal, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, I mean, fucking what? School shootings every other day? <laughs> fuck. That's what that means. <laughs> Dude, there's no more school shootings right now. They're, they're all at home, bro. Yeah. They're all like killing their fucking family. <laughs> Did you know that um, suicide rates go up, whether that's like a father, mother, or children, uh, by 70% by introducing a weapon into your home? Really? Yeah, the suicide rate goes up by 70%. This seems like a good reason to keep weapons away from people. It does, right. Yeah, but that was just a question in my firearm certificate, oh. which I have now. <laughs> and I just thought it was interesting. It was really cool. It was like, these suicide rates go up by this much. True or false? And I was like, that sounds true. True. <laughs> that sounds true. Not vetted whatsoever, just... Yeah, I guess that's in line with what Californians believe. Ah, uh, precisely. Check. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> There's no meta study of the study, right? I, I I don't know. There's a lot of studies that prove that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of studies. That well, I mean, how are you going to kill yourself if you don't have a weapon? Well, yeah, but it, those are just like so convenient for suicide. I'm not advocating that. Well, if you're having saying. suicidal thoughts right now, then they're called like 1-800, like I'm a loser. Um, so that they could help you. <laughs> yeah. But don't buy a gun. That's what I'm saying. Or hire a prostitute. <laughs> right? <laughs> Clearly anecdotal. But I heard this fucking... <laughs> I heard this story of this guy who was, who was at the edge of his fucking life. Uh, shit luck with everything. With work. With all that fucking bullshit. And then he decided to off himself. But before he offed himself, he's like, I'm going to run up my fucking credit cards. What a fucking. And, and fucking just. Wise man. Spend as much as I can and buy. I'm going to go down to Mexico, run up my fucking credit cards, buy a bunch of fucking prostitutes, do a bunch of fucking coke. I'll, I'll show you go out in flames. Exactly. I'll show you go out in flames. Goes down to Mexico. <laughs> fucks a lot of bitches. Does a lot of coke. And goes, hey, you know what? Life isn't that bad, actually. Actually, this is pretty fucking This awesome. is fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't kill himself. He didn't. He got like a bunch of STDs after that. Yeah. And then yeah. like he was a little sad. But I think he he's all right. He recovered. Yeah. <laughs> he's all better now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great fucking story. It gives me hope it's for humanity. Real, dude. I know what my last resort is. <laughs> <laughs> If, I, if you ever hear I'm booking tickets to Mexico, <laughs> please fucking help me, dude. <laughs> or let you go to Mexico. 
I'm gonna open up a fucking GoFundMe page and so you can add more money for my Mexico expenditures, you know? I might have to bribe a cop or two. My friend's thinking about committing suicide. Please go fund me. <laughs> <laughs> I might need I, to bri- I bribe wanna, a cop or two. <laughs> I wanna join him in Mexico. Right. <laughs> That fucking selfish motherfucker <laughs> is gonna go by himself. Yep. <laughs> it's like, dude, every dinner that you have or the, like meal that you have, you could definitely, like, you probably wouldn't. There's a point where you might not even have to ask, are you gonna finish that? That's a terrible joke because he's already dead because he killed himself. Oh, I see. Yeah. So then you have double the shrimp tacos. Right. Yeah. Why would he order <laughs> the other Some order if he's not there? Maybe he just offed himself right there. At the restaurant? Yeah. Maybe he was uh, allergic to fucking... These fucking shrimp tacos are taking <laughs> way too fucking long. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck this place. <laughs> By this place, I mean Earth. <laughs> <laughs> These fish tacos are taking way too long. <laughs> Fuck Earth. Earth. Fucking sucks. I like the logic there. <laughs> We're definitely overfishing our seas. We're uh, eventually going to run out of fish tacos that are going to take forever. Jesus I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> if I can't have fish tacos, I'm going to kill myself. Sure. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I think just like a very in- like introspective an extrospective, uh, you know, just a reduction yeah. of human psychology. Yeah, let's just blame the Chinese for everything. <laughs> like I wasn't going there, but... Overfishing, you gotta be buying careful bonds. Tossing around that shit. You know, you can't be tossing around that. Like, you're going to be re-educated if you're not careful. Ooh. <laughs> Somebody hear this shit, they're going to be re-educating both of us. It's okay, dude. It's cultural differences. <laughs> <laughs> You know, our, according to our Lord and Savior Biden, uh, re-education camps and slavery are just cultural differences between the United States and China. Yeah, amongst other things. Like, <laughs> you could use more descriptive words than that, dude. <laughs> fucking language is your fucking you know, your fucking tool belt, man. Come on, Jesus, what the fuck? Ay, ay, ay. I don't... What the fuck? I don't want to live here anymore. This guy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) World peace is taking too long. Fuck Earth. Mm. (laughs) There's a fucking bumper sticker for you. (laughs) (laughs) No. Anthropos. Neo-philosopher. World peace is taking too long. Fuck Earth. <laughs> there are plenty of other fucking planets that deserve world peace. You know, Mars looks like it needs some freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. This is the best we can do. I don't know. We're back. We're back to fucking normal. That's what it is, right? Uh, back to Biden presidency, fucking business as usual, sucking China's dick, getting more into fucking debt, printing out fucking money so we can fucking, I don't know, buy more Chinese products. 
right through right. our fucking all the while they bought they buy more bonds like continuously leveraging against us as like the next dominant uh world global superpower yes yeah that's fucking a solid plan it is <laughs> fuck those motherfuckers so smart man those guys doing like polymaths all the time <laughs> especially with our fucking economy <laughs> <laughs> And our real estate. And our real estate. <laughs> Basically, all like tangible goods. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a great job, man. <laughs> <laughs> the little dick is worth the trade off, you guys. You know? Yeah. I think so. In the long run, it's a long con for the short dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make fun of our short dicks, motherfuckers. We're going to fucking run your fucking country pretty soon. <laughs> Bitch, where my money? Ah, take a long time, ma. Where my money? <laughs> oh fuck me! <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what what's to come of these like new fucking printed money, but it's about goddamn type. The fucking people get a bailout. $1,400 for fucking 12 months of fucking isolation and no work and no food and nothing. And they're like, oh, yeah, here's 1400 bucks for you. Fucking meanwhile, Raytheon, You're fucking defense contractor, he's got $300 million. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's intense, dude. It's intense. Um, the fucking Congress meetings are like hours long. So I, I, like, I want to watch them and I start to watch them. And after about like, I don't know, like thirteen minutes, I'm out. Just like the fucking uh, the the fucking table uh, respects one minute of um, attention to the senator from Wyoming, and this guy's like, "What God Almighty, my hell, people are starving." And brings and in a fucking fuck. snowball. Goes, "That's your climate change right there." <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's 51 <laughs> of these. <laughs> like, God damn, dude, I can't fucking take it anymore. I feel like five of them. Like, fuck off, dude. Nobody cares. What's your final decision? That's all I care about. Nobody cares about all the other stupid bullshit you're talking about. Right. What's the final decision? What's the verdict? God damn. They've already made their decision. I'm just fucking <laughs> going through the fucking motions of like right. deliberating. Correct. Get Correct. the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude. It's its, its own form of uh what the fuck filibuster mm. like dude it's its own form of filibuster yep like actual politics are its own form of filibuster and then they get mad at filibustering what the fuck is that dude? <laughs> like, hey you're taking it too far bro you're taking it too far <laughs> <laughs> don't actually say the thing we're doing <laughs> you know it's like it's one of those cheesy movies that will say the name of the movie in the movie and be like ah ah it's a, it's a deep impact. Uh, uh. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, Congress is definitely uh, filibustering at its best, right? I think that's her job, dude. It's either that or sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Because I get to see these motherfuckers uh, getting like hundreds 
of dollars an hour to just like not off one of yeah. these fucking meetings. Yeah, and I don't blame them either. <clears throat> but yeah, they're boring as fuck. <laughs> fucking for real. Get fucking Wayne Brady in there and get some entertainment value out of these motherfuckers. You know, <laughs> fucking Congress meetings hosted by Wayne Brady. I'd watch that. Right. Fuck, <laughs> dude, that shit's drier than an aunt's cunt, dude. It's I'm trying to watch it so that I could get. Some educational value out of it. An ant's cunt? And a nun's cunt. Oh, nun's cunt. Yeah, nun's cunt. Okay. Yeah. A non existent cunt. The nun's cunt. Right. <laughs> so Anthropos' nun's cunt's theorem. Yes. <laughs> the nun's cunt's theorem. <laughs> uh dude, legit just fucking uh, I I try to watch it. It's at uh, 13 minutes of it, I'm out, you know. And I don't blame them, but that that's uh, yeah. No, it's a sad state of affairs over there. Right. <clears throat> Let's bring back a bit to inflation. Um, what the fuck is the problem here? The market's gonna crash because of inflation. No, the market is crashing because of inflation. Because of inflation, it has been crashing. Yes. Oh. I thought it was crashing because the economy's not doing shit other yeah. than like this artificial boost in the stock market through stimulus checks. Yeah, I suppose there's a lot of innovation happening. There's yeah. a lot of green futures, a lot of like sustainability happening. There's electric vehicles. There's a lot of innovation <clears throat> happening. So right. I, I see, I see it, our, our technology sector growing but everybody else has kind of priced that in and there's got to be a correction i mean there's that's part of it i guess i think the only correction i do see in the future is just like okay here's an inflation of $1400 from every fucking american oh shit that's all they have because they're not working oh fuck there's no m- more money coming in yeah 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 you also see um, here's a $14,000 check for money that your ancestors spent, <laughs> but actually it's not $1,400 anymore. It's more like, I don't know, twenty dollars or $30,000 okay. because of interest over fucking decades as well. Okay. That, that's a thing that happens too. Sure. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Bleak future. Not enough fish tacos. <laughs> um, fish tacos at like two days distance mm. is a reality where I don't want to exist. Yeah, the Alibaba shipping is a motherfucker, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the third B in the lineup, dude. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> third B in the lineup is going to be the If It Ain't Baroque. This is a hazy IPA coming in at 6.8 ABV. It says, a New England-style hazy IPA brewed with Simcoe and Mosaic hops. So, I am excited to see how this differs from the Spare the Air. Um, That's a hazy IPA as well. I'm guessing there's a different hop profile that's featured here. And I'm excited to see it. I love the fucking can art. This is like just really, it really calls out to you. If this is on the shelves, (laughs) there's no way you can miss it. It's very Victorian esque. Um, it, it's it's luxurious looking. It's real nice. Yeah, this is one of those cases where it's like good from far, but far from good. 
Okay. For okay. the Can Art specifically. Okay. Uh, when we had it at a distance and we were doing the, the recording for the for the show, I'm like, damn, that looks fucking amazing. And then up close, you you see the lack of detail, like on little angels. Yeah, I knew that's exactly what like, you were going to be complaining about. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's one of those things where like, holy, it looks great and fancy and like r- regal. Yeah, so definitely. And this then, is, um, what is it? It's fucking bougie. <laughs> right. And then you bring it up close and it's like, ah. Yeah. It's not bourgeois. It's no. bougie. <laughs> All right, dude, let's get right into this hazy IPA, man. Let's do that. Slushy time. (laughs) This is looking hazy. It's looking fucking juicy. We got that, like, fucking just consistent, massive head Mm -hmm. throughout the lineup from Devil's Canyon. Good shit, dude. Like, it's just looking like a substantial beer. Same as all its predecessors. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get into this one because I want to see the development of the hop profiles that they feature. And I want a different hazy than what I just experienced. Right. Uh, let's fucking get right into it with some smelling notes. Okay, uh, this one's giving me very tropical, fruity notes as well. It does seem to have kind of like a biscuity dryness on the nose. That's incredible. That call yeah. out. Yeah. 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 A lot of the same tropical fruitness, but definitely, definitely biscuit, dry, hoppy. Something I- you expect from Mosaic for sure. I, I sense a bit of chalkiness as well wow. through, through the through the um, through the nose. I sense a bit of chalkiness to it. Okay, the color tells me as much as well. I, I feel like this is a bit more opaque than our last offering, which was hazy as fuck in itself. But this one seems a bit more opaque, and that tells me I'm expecting some chalky, creamy texture to the beer. That's one of the things I love out of this style. So I'm hoping it fucking hits that. Uh, let's get right into it. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Off the bat. Completely different IPA. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't pinpoint what the fuck the flavor is, but it's not citrus. It's not this like riny citrusy thing we had with the last IPA, the hazy IPA, but it's very stone fruitish. It is. It very much is. Mm-hmm. Great call out. Um, it's very um, um, under-ripened apricot. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. We've had a few of these that are like a, a, a very ripe apricot, where it's got a little bit more of like a syrupy sweetness and funk to it. Right. But this one seems really tight. It seems like you're getting that flavor profile, but in like a very green way. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's still creamy. 
it's it has that same fucking weight behind it with a completely different fucking flavor profile. There's they got again rid of that like hoppy bitterness and just have this like subtle apricot flavor to it. Um it it's uh coming through with the chalk on its chew. Um like if you're like if you're enjoying this and you just happen to chew quote unquote it that that chalky texture is really coming through as well i feel like that has a lot to do with how much grain and oatmeal was used to achieve the um hazy uh side of this beer right uh, but <clears throat> it, it's it's very much there it tells me there's a lot of fucking carbs in here and uh, i'm fucking <laughs> simply enjoying the fuck out of it this yeah is really, this is a <laughs> solid hazy it's incredible to see um these two different styles coming from the same company because you'll have companies promise you a hazy and a foggy IPA and they're almost identical. And this isn't, this is unique. Baroque. Fuck yeah. This is good. Um, it's got all the creaminess you want out of a haze. It's got all that uh, tropical goodness, that tropical juiciness, um, more so in the stone fruit category, which is always nice to meet a hazy that features stone fruit. I'm sure that's something that's going to be a little bit more tied to the uh, mosaic end of it. That that always tends to lean towards the stone fruit uh, sweetness. Right. And um, it's it's a solid fucking haze. Uh, I believe I have a rating for this. What do you got? In terms of a hazy IPA, I always am partial to stone fruit sweetness. And I feel like this does a really good job of featuring it while pulling back and making it a bit dry so that there's not this abundance of sweetness that knocks it out of balance. Uh, it's a very well-rounded beer. The body is... Uh, formidable uh, the head is formidable and it's refreshing all the way through I'm going to have to give this uh, an 8.5 this is the style of hazy IPA that I know I can meet as a double, triple, quadruple and the fact that it's coming in at 6.8 is I feel they pulled back a little bit because you could have you could have included a bit more of a punch with um, a, the same flavor profile. Right. I think my only complaint about this brewing company is the ABV across the board. <clears throat> because of the lack of ABV here, it's going to be an 8 for me. But it's still a fucking hard-earned 8. This is incredible. The, the fucking stone fruit, the fucking... Just that balance between that sweetness and the hoppiness and the dryness of the fucking beer is incredible. But if you manage to get this much fucking flavor in a beer, you can give us a little bit more ABV. Just a bit more. Put this at an eight. Yep. Very respectable double IPA. It'd be perfect. This fucking brewing company is doing incredible fucking things. Uh, It's been a while since i've been fucking surprised or even fucking just pleased 
by something that's so oversaturated in the market. Holy fuck, dude. This, this is incredible. This is an 8 for me. 8.5 for me. We're going to move on to our next topic of the podcast. Um, For the next topic, we, we're going to... We got a message earlier today. This is Sunday, the Lord's Day. From our good friend Anakin. Right. This guy, we've talked a lot of shit because he's like fucking Mr. Organic now. Mr. <laughs> fucking breastfeeds his children now. Um, Mr. Breastfeeder? Mr. Breastfeeder. He's Mr. Mm-mm. No, Mr. Man, Mr. Woman. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is, you know. He he's living up north in fucking NorCal and living in the fucking heart of the fucking liberal fucking motherfuckers. So whatever, organic, uh, almost vegan if I'm not mistaken. Probably not completely, but almost. Uh, besides the point, he comes at us today with this this idea of growing mushrooms. I'm like, holy fuck, bro. I've been interested in like mushrooms for the longest now. And just again in the periphery, you know, there's this this uh PhD motherfucker, biological asshole. Does he have his PhD? I don't think he has his PhD. Who? Um, Anakin? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this other guy. Oh, okay, okay. The other guy that I was like, hey, uh, Paul Stamets has me fucking convinced. Oh, right, right, right. PhD, biological bullshit. Studies mushrooms and the yes. functions of mushrooms and all this stuff. You know, I was studying, like, the mycelium network and how fucking plants are communicating through this fucking network of mushrooms that are, uh, for the lack of a better comparison, working like neurons for the fucking animal, the fucking plant kingdom. You know, so you have... A plant being fucking eaten by this fucking predator on one end of the fucking forest. And these plants on the other side of the fucking forest become more bitter and less appetizing to the same fucking predator. And it's like, how the fuck are they communicating? And it turns out that it's fucking mushrooms. No shit. There's a fucking network of fucking mushrooms working throughout the fucking planet that is considered one organism. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've... um. I've been exposed to a bit of this uh, about the mycelium network, but I'm I don't know a lot about it. Right. Uh, all I know about mushrooms is they're really fucking yummy. You just put like a little bit of garlic, <laughs> delicious and butter. Yeah, dude, just fucking amazing. Yeah. Apparently, these are the worst mushrooms to be eaten by human beings, other than the toxic ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? Um, there's no real nutritional value behind them, and the there's a point. Uh, there's a lot of mold in the way they culture these mushrooms. Okay. That can be toxic at certain levels. And these these are specifically portobellos, and those white ones you get from the fucking supermarkets. Oh, okay. The mold content in them, relative to the nutritional value, is fucking off the fucking charts. Uh, on the mold end. So portobellos aren't good for you? No, no. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. I thought those shits were good for me, they're dude. They're just like filler. Oh, what the fuck? They're I delicious. They were, but they're high in vitamin D content Fucking as well. delicious. Mm-hmm. But uh, relative to the mold content, the vitamin D is becomes null because of the mold. In oh. the, yeah, anyway. All right. Well, um, fuck. All right. Yeah. From, what, I, from what I've seen, I, I'm no fucking biology major 
whatnot. Um, anyway, so this guy, Paul Stamets, researcher in mushrooms, he's, he's doing a bunch of research on different varietal of mushrooms because as far as I've known before I found out about this guy, there was only two mushrooms. It's Portobello and those other fucking white motherfuckers, you know? Mushrooms are mushrooms. Oh, and then the psilocybin ones, the ones that make you go a little crazy. I'm going to jump in here real quickly. Sure. Uh, white peach. Uh, I've gotten white peach from the If It Ain't Baroque. Oh, Just beautiful. very quickly, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yes. I just got that. Absolutely. I'm on <laughs> <Yeah>. board. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what it was. It's white yeah, peach. it's white peach. <laughs> That's the fucking stone fruit. It wasn't apricot. It's white fucking peach. You're right. Holy fuck. Delicious. <laughs> take another sip, another fucking sip. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> white peach there's yeah. there's a touch of white nectarine as well in, mm. in there holy fuck 8.5 um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh what the fuck was it oh yeah so they're recently or maybe they've been doing it for years and i've just found out about it uh doing research on the benefits of a lot of different types of mushrooms there's some mushrooms that are gonna extend your uh what the fuck is it exertion force your uh god stamina stamina thank yeah. you fucking i have <laughs> no endurance. stamina here yeah yeah endurance. <laughs> speaking your solely from power. someone who has no endurance whatsoever <laughs> right now i am out of breath tying my own fucking shoes um there's a mushroom called cordyceps which so you need to eat a lot of that then <laughs> Or maybe eat stop eating, more. bro. No, no, no. Yeah. Lesson is eat more here. <laughs> Cordyceps? I've heard of those. They're the ones that turn you into zombies in The Last of Us. Cordyceps mushrooms do? Yeah. I that, haven't played Last of Us. So I don't know. Yeah. That's what happens. It's Cordyceps. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of Joe Rogan zombies out there for sure that are consuming <laughs> Cordyceps mushrooms because they're part of one of his like pre-workout stuff so for, it looks like, for his huh? company on it it looks like a bunch of people tubing a bunch of people tubing and shaving their head <laughs> you know worried about the longevity Sorry. of life um <laughs> with, with like a nice build but like a big gut right 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 right, right. <laughs> it's like a thumb with the gut oh, right <laughs> like a buff thumb with the gut buff thumb with the gut that's a um a brand new sentence it's <laughs> a brandy sentence um <laughs> so cordyceps mushrooms and increase increase endurance and fucking energy output right they're good for like pre-workout supplements and working out you can sprint longer faster whatever the fuck it is and then there's other mushrooms like the one anakin mentioned which is called lion's mane yeah, lion's mane essentially in nature grows from like rotten wood or some bullshit. There's a specific tree it grows out of. Yeah, but it looks like a pom pom, like a fucking cheerleader white pom pom. It's just like this like long droopy strainy thing, and it's a mushroom, right? Something you would look at in nature and consider. Never think it's a mushroom because our fucking depiction of mushrooms is this like fucking red thing with fucking white polka dots on it, right? Right. Anyway. Which is the, um, what is it, Amanitas or some bullshit like that? Right. Amanita mascara? Yeah. Some bullshit like that, which is 
a hallucinogen on its own. Correct. And has been attributed to the fucking the creation of fucking Chris Kringle. Right. We've touched on that before. Yeah. yeah. Um Lion's Mane specifically. Uh has been there's been recent research that it it produce it regenerates the myelin in neurons. So the myelin is the proper term for myelin is myelin sheath. The myelin sheath is what uh, it's a barrier across the fucking neuronal pathway, the axons, which is the two little fucking links between neurons. There's a a sheath that goes around this that creates uh, an insulation of sorts and produces a faster synaptic response. The degeneration of myelin is what's attributed to fucking aging uh the degenerative disease of like fucking what the fuck are these brain diseases called i don't know what the fuck they're called that's a bad sign i know um, i don't have enough lion's mane yeah apparently yeah. um let's call it um amnesia uh let's call it um dementia uh, <clears throat> dementia yeah dementia, okay. yeah there you go so dementia you're all right you're all right Dem- after all. <laughs> yeah dementia is <laughs> directly correlated with the de- degeneration of myelin the myelin sheath <laughs> right right so you have this mushroom that has been proven to fucking regenerate the myelin sheath dope which is fucking ridiculous right you have all these fucking like different varietal of mushrooms that are doing a lot of different things that are benefiting benefiting the human body and our friend wants to grow them right right he does um he's already a gardener um by trade i'd say uh he actually has a position like an official position as like a, a resident gardener that's racist up north that's racist <laughs> it I is mean, right a little he's, he's mexican a little <laughs> he got resident like, gardener <laughs> <laughs> a little <laughs> i mean if you're gonna be a statistic <laughs> rock that shit bro <laughs> yeah rock it he's rocking it right now dude I, i'm i'm really proud of this guy right now man as much shit as we talked uh, I'm really proud of him, and it, it, it I, I notice the reserved enthusiasm to delve into something that is taboo and also um, pr- probably very beneficial to humankind in terms of medicine and um, like natural holistic uh you know <laughs> i i hate to use that word because right it's gotten a lot of uh like negative uh can connotation you lose, can you use something less offensive than, than mexican <laughs> oh okay that that's the part that we have it's a bad with. connotation <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no i i really enjoy that but it, i i hope that it's enough for him to build courage to delve into this because i think that there's a lot of progress to be made medicinally and um, it, it, we're in a time right now where we have laboratories concocting compounds um, so that you can like lift more, bro. And I wonder why the fuck are we not doing this for like everything? Like everything. Right. We're in a state of like designer fucking compounds that allow us to transform our bodies and our minds. There are. I mean, specifically in like this mushroom. Uh, category uh there's been studies unofficially i guess kind of 
where you're stacking different types of mushrooms, right? You're stacking the lion's mane that's regenerating uh, neuronal pathways with a psilocybin that's promoting neurogenesis in combination with one another, right? So you're creating new neurons, right? Something that was thought <laughs> impossible. It's fucking nuts, dude. It's ridiculous. You're, and it, it you're is repairing damaged ones and creating new ones. Exactly. Yeah. Ridiculous. Your brain grow big. Brain grow big. People grow <laughs> smart. Yeah. Beat. Heat. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm on, I'm, 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 I'm on board. This guy, Paul Samets, has me convinced. And now with fucking uh, Anakin on board, I want to delve more into this as much as fucking possible because... We are in a fucking... We, we're living in an era that is overly prescribed left and right. Uh, you have fucking drugs for... Oh, you are you're, you have a pain in your fucking finger? Here's some fucking opioids. Here's, oh, no shit. here's a drug for this and a drug for that. And f- forget the side effects. Here's a drug for that. Oh, your, your boy child is act, acting up. He's not paying attention to boring-ass fucking school lessons. Oh, uh, give him some Ritalin. It'll fix that problem right away. He's acting like a fucking boy, like a child, like a child that doesn't want to pay attention to this fucking boring ass fucking lecture. Oh yeah, oh yeah, fucking ADD. Give him some fucking Ritalin, dude. I wonder how much of that is gonna be prescribed after this uh, pandemic. You know, all these like children that have to be like glued to their fucking computer screen right uh on some like zoom call that i as a professional can't stand more than like 30 minutes uh a week of right fuck they got to do that shit for fucking seven eight hours a day five days a week you know well i mean as a professional aside from the information that's being given which can be narrowed down to about 10 minutes of actual information on these zoom calls there is about an hour and a half that's just people's fucking 15 minutes of fame want to be the fucking jokester or whatever the fuck they want to fucking be on the Zoom call. No shit, dude. Um, yeah, no, it's... um, It, it is. It's fucked. It's fucked. Um, I've heard so many things about uh, pharmaceutical companies and I've also heard a lot of uh, new up-and-coming studies involving mushrooms. Uh, there's, like, treatments for... Uh, dementia. There's treatments for post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. Uh, there's treatments for depression. Mm-hmm. There's re- there's treatments for mental disorders. Um, there's like so many benefits that are being talked about within that um, category of uh, taboo drugs. Uh, you know, like I'm sure that this is like right now. I bet you, just because I know that my country is a fucking idiot, uh, this is like a Schedule Three or Schedule Two drug. Um, it's, it's, it's funny, but I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, we've lived through the legalization of marijuana. Right. We used to smoke that shit illegally. Yeah. And now we don't smoke anymore. Right. Allegedly. But if we were to, uh, smoke, (laughs) then it would be legally. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Bullshit, motherfucker. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. 
No, ni, like, ni tanto, like, not that much either. Okay. Maybe, like, every other day. Maybe evenings after a long, stressful day, just to kind of unwind and relax. You know what I mean? Just, like, the same thing you do with a glass of scotch. I'm just saying. A lot uh, healthier than scotch, for absolutely sure. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. way more healthier than scotch. <laughs> a physiological level, way healthier than scotch. Way right. healthier than the beer you're unwinding with. <laughs> right. Way healthier than anything your fucking little prescribed drugs oh, to help you deal a. with stress are doing. Uh, 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 cross with your sleeping pills as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Um, it's some shit out there, dude. We've we've lived through this, and I look at this millennium, and I do have to realize maybe this is the decade that we legalize uh, mushrooms. Um, Colorado has, hasn't it? And Seattle or some other fucking state? Of course they would. I yeah. don't know about this, but I would, I mean, they're the guys that did the marijuana thing first. Sorry, not, not legalized, but decriminalized. Okay. So far. Okay. Right. So it's a, it's a step in the right direction. Right, right. Um, there are some great medicinal purposes. And of course, like any fucking anything, it can be abused. And people are going to be like, oh, party, let's go do fucking mushrooms. Yeah, recreational use, of course. That's, I mean. That's a given, dude. Fucking since the birth of fucking humanity, we've looked for fucking mind-altering bullshit. There's a reason why we fucking created liquor and fucking beer and all this other shit. No shit. Uh, Fucking monkeys and fucking jaguars and shit eat fucking mind-altering fucking things in the fucking jungle for the same fucking reason we do. We won't, not enough fucking fish tacos. Um, <laughs> so I'm on board, dude. I'm on board. I'm completely on board with this mushroom thing, but I am afraid of doing psilocybin. Uh, specifically because it does rewire your brain. Uh, as far as PTSD, it, it, it allows people to get rid of that fucking memory, essentially. And rewire your brain to be a little bit more positive, more conscious, whatever the fuck I you want to call I it. I don't know that it, it allows them to um, be rid of that memory exactly. I think that it makes the individuals a lot more accepting of it. Right. I think that's what happens is like there's this like conscious shift that enables you to unlock higher levels of... Uh, compassion and understanding and sympathy and mindfulness. Uh, I think that's what happens. Mm. And I, I think that's what that's really what's happening. I don't think these people are forgetting. I think that they're coming to terms with that and accepting that and moving forward. Um, a, a lot of a lot of the um, hallucinogenics and like extreme, um, mind-bending drugs like acid and mushrooms specifically they come with this uh, there's another experience that I would love to have ayahuasca it comes with this it comes with this like burden of it, it's a pilgrimage and you have to fucking cross canyons and your feet have to hurt in order to get to the promised land Um it comes with crossing the demons. That's like a very, very common thing that's shared after these experiences. And um, there's these discussions with God that happen as well. Mm. Uh, these discussions with a higher being. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would all attribute it to just uh, 
transcendence of uh, your consciousness. I've I've had a couple of friends try uh, DMT. Fuck, there's another one. Which is the the main ingredient in ayahuasca, right? Dimethyltryptamine. Correct. Um, it, and they all come back with a similar experience. It's like I talk to God, or I talk to aliens. It's one or the other. Whether oh, if you're okay. agnostic, it's probably aliens. If you're religious, it's probably God. You know, uh, fucking Moses in the burning bush is attributed to fucking DMT as well, where he was talking to God in this fucking burning bush. That bush that was burning is so happens that it's fucking high in DMT. No shit. Um, That'll get you a fucking few commandments. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the fucking Catholicism in me that I was indoctrinated with about not eating from the fruit of knowledge. Okay. The tree of knowledge. Fuck. You know? Damn. Um, okay. Jesus there, Christ, dude. There's no a, shit. There's a danger to it. There definitely is a danger of losing your sense of fucking reality that I'm not sure if I want to take that step forward yet. And I, I think that sounds like very like 80s and 90s um, fucking uh, psychoactive drug. Um, what is it? Public service announcement hmm. um it's just like oh you take it once and then your fat reserves and you're gonna have well. <laughs> trips forever you're just gonna be high forever if you do it once it sounds like that dude not necessarily that specifically it's just <laughs> there is an there's a, a change in your fucking consciousness yes whether it be good or bad whether you see that as good or bad there is a that's change. irrelevant really yeah it, at, that, it's just, at that point i don't know again like Catholicism that don't eat from the fucking tree of knowledge. It's there's a danger to losing paradise. Damn, bro, the fucking lion's mane grows on trees too. It does. Damn, from That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things grow on trees that you eat all the time, motherfucker. <laughs> a lot of the things you eat come from trees, fool. <laughs> with with a lion's mane. <laughs> Specifically in neurogenesis, sometimes we're too smart for our own fucking good. We don't need to fucking, um, we don't need to split an atom. All right, fool, stay dumb, fool, fuck it. I'll see you. Like we see don't, you later, bro. Was that necessary? <laughs> well, we split an atom get, and like I'm we killed a bunch smarter. of people. Like that I'm was a fucking benefit of fucking. <laughs> Hey, we figured out a new way to kill a bunch of people at once. I, I'm just gonna go get smarter. Smarter. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go get smarter. Figure out I'm new go, ways to I'm kill go, people, huh? I'm gonna go get wicked smart. <laughs> and I'm gonna figure out a way to be very efficient. I like them apples. About, about murdering people. I like them apples for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That must be satisfying to say after a carpet bombing. <laughs> dude, let's move on to the fourth period of the lineup, dude. This is, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. What are Dude. Moving on, I guess. Fourth period of the lineup. This is Dessert City. Blackberry chocolate crumble pastry stout. I got the hiccups. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> <coughs> I 
This is brewed with blackberries, golden oats, chocolate malt, and a bourbon barrel aged scotch ale. One hundred percent vegan, Mister Anakin. Um, holy fuck! It's coming out of teen, ten point five percent ABV. Incredible, Devil's Canyon Brewing Company. I I I can't help but notice that it says that this is a bourbon barrel aged Scotch ale, but it's also calling it a pastry stout. Right. That seems a bit weird. Uh, I'm wondering if that bourbon barrel aged scotch is a blend that's been added to the base stout. That might be it, right? Dessert stout with bourbon barrel aged scotch ale. Yeah, I would have to guess. Like otherwise why would why aren't they naming this like a pastry bourbon scotch ale? ale? Scotch ale. You know? Um I'm going to have to guess that it's a blend here. If that's the case, then we're probably looking at a really complex beer. And fuck, I I want to get right into it, man. Okay. Maybe it's a stout brewed with the bourbon scotch ale. That's exactly what I said. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying because you're questioning it, it says brewed with on the... Right, 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 right. Definitely. Okay. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) Holy fuck. This is all poured out. Uh, it's looking fucking beautiful, like a fucking stout. Dude, I'm excited. I, I just smelled it on the pour. As I'm pouring this beer, I can smell it. Mm. And that's always a great indicator. <laughs> I, I I smelled a very sharp uh, raspberry, like a berry tartness yeah. is what came to my nose. But it came accompanied by like a dark chocolate bitterness. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I want to see what this is like held up to my nose. Let's get some taste or smelling notes. It's really nice, dude. Ah, oh, fuck. Very berry. Chocolate. It certainly reminds me of a crumble cake. Crumble cake. Uh, there's something about it that gives it like a a morning pastry kind of uh, feel to it. There's this sweet sharpness that cuts. Oh, I'm sorry. There's like a sharp, a tart sharpness that cuts through the sweetness of the chocolate malt, and I really enjoy that. Like I feel like that is gonna contribute to a nice cup of brewed coffee. You have this like dark roasty bitterness of the coffee that's going to be able to counteract the tart, sharp quickness of the uh, berries. Right. Uh, I think this is going to go really well. I'm hoping that they were able to bump up some roasty malty notes that are able to simulate that morning breakfast 
pastry uh, experience? Uh, I don't think in my life I've ever had crumble cake. Fuck, for real? Yeah. Damn, bro, you're missing out. Oh, yeah, I'm not big on like pastry stuff. Yeah, I know it looks like I'm I. only big on pastry stuff, but <laughs> this is just a lot of fish tacos, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not big on like pastry, sweet, bready stuff. I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea, I guess. Um, so I don't think I've ever had a crumble cake. That's fucked. You got to have one with a nice tall glass of coffee, dude. Yeah? Glass of coffee? Does anybody have a glass of coffee? Oh. A cup of coffee. Okay. Yeah. It, it goes really nice. Uh, especially just like a regular ass coffee crumble cake. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really kind of like, kind of really like melts together. Makes a really nice experience. Like, don't get me wrong. I do appreciate it for what it is, I guess. Like, sweet dessert stuff. Apple pies, for sure. Yeah, they're good. It's not something I'm going to go out and, like, look for. Fair so enough. Something has a crumble cake. I'm just like, ah, I've probably seen it. I don't know. I don't even know if I've seen it or not. Well, fuck. Let's find out if you let's like it. Let's find out. I love blueberries, though. Cheers, brother. Cheers. That's a hefty stout. Uh, I'm really loving the blackberry part of this because it is true to the blackberry taste. It doesn't feel artificial whatsoever. You're getting a little bit of the chocolate, but. It's all there. All, all of all of what I expected to be there. If you're putting on a label, it's there. Yeah. They even put in like a little swirl of what I'm getting what I'm guessing is like cream cheese in there on the label. I feel like there's like a touch of cream cheese somewhere Some in there. Cool whip. And that is also resonating on my palate. There is a bit of like a creaminess, like a tart creaminess mm. that is accompanying the tartness of that berry. Dude, if this is what a fucking crumble blackberry what pie cake tastes like i'm on board this is fucking delicious there's a lot of that like chocolate stouty maltiness coming through but like you were saying creamy berry uh biscuit like flavor as well this is great what the fuck where the fuck have i been let me know they're fucking rock Dude, I'm getting loads of like brown sugar. I'm getting loads of like a burnt sugar uh, sweetness to it. That chocolate and coffee are kind of joining hands into like one uh, aspect of the beer and um, interlaced throughout it. You just have this berry creaminess to it. Yeah. It's wonderful, dude. I almost feel the texture of this pastry in my mouth, right? There's a big fucking uh, creamy texture to it, but this like burnt sugar, caramel brown sugar, um, it, it invokes a texture as well mentally. It kind of gives you this like graininess to it. It's all come together. I feel like fucking Devil's Canyon has done a hell of a fucking job with the pastry style here. They have. I, I'm really happy to see. Uh, I know this is our first, well, my first exposure, I don't know about you, to Devil's Canyon Brewing Company. And I'm happy to see them doing something light and refreshing and, like, with their IPAs 
and we were asking for more ABV and all that stuff. And then they're like, here, assholes, here's something 10.5%. That's still going to be as fucking flavorful. This is jam-packed with flavor, dude. It's ridiculous. The only thing I'm missing here is some scotch, a little smokiness, a little bit of the warmth coming from that barrel age. I think if you look for it, you can find it mm-hmm. in terms of the overall body of the beer. If you're looking for it, it's not a 100% stout. It does seem like a blend where you're getting those like big roasty notes and those big chocolatey, um, like just toasty cocoa beans notes. But you're getting it over a very um, kind of... I don't want to say this in a bad way, like overly diluted kind of sense where it's not dominating the flavor profile. It's simply a part of all of it. Right, right, right. No, I feel you. It's not, it's more in the body where you're going to get that. It's not as dense as what we would traditionally expect of a stout. Um, But it's still stout-like with giving the coffee notes, the chocolate, the, the maltiness, and then... It's very medium body. It almost wants right. to feel like a porter, right? At the same time, it might be that just a heavy a set ale. porter. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. No, you're you're spot on, dude. Um, I I'd say this is a masterful blend. Uh, if if you're telling me that this is a blend between a Scotch ale and a stout, then you just told me that you blended two of my favorite beer styles together, right? And you also included like pastry notes on top of it. This is a creation. It's wonderful, dude. This is a masterful build of a brew. Um, this is knowing where your flavors are and how much you want them to accentuate throughout the experience. And they deliver. Yes, they um, do. I, I, I'm extremely impressed by Devil's Canyon right now. I thought that featuring Rye IPA, two hazies, and a stout was going to go in the terms of like, those are all right. Those are all right. That was an all right stout. And it's turned into, holy shit, okay, your own take, your own take. Masterful blends throughout. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what else these guys got down Same the here. fucking pipeline. I think I'm, what I'm feeling with the Devil's Canyon is the same thing I felt with Wild Barrel when we were first introduced to Wild Barrel. It quickly became one of my favorite breweries and i feel like if we have a little bit more of devil's canyon a lot maybe more of the stout category some other stuff some i don't know some blondes maybe some belgians if they can pull off the belgian i think they're gonna be up there for sure because everything is fucking unique dude um the amount of cream cheese raspberry that's coming through on this it's really reminding me of just like a i'm not a fan of it but like a bagel with cream cheese and raspberry on top of it okay it's just super fucking punchy it's really really tart and it's creamy and just a wonderful fucking blend it's awesome yeah dude god damn again quickly becoming one of my favorite breweries I want to see more of this, and I can definitely put a fucking stamp on that. But everything we've had today, incredible. 
in the Pacers top category? Do you have a rating for this? Fuck. 9.5. Not a 10, because I want to see more of that warmth from the scotch. Yeah, definitely. More of the smokiness from the scotch. Fuck yeah. Uh, But other than that, <laughs> ABV is fucking amazing. Hidden very fucking well behind all these fucking flavors. It's incredible. It's fucking ridiculous. Holy fuck. This is going to be a 9.5 for me. The flavor profile achieved here is of note. They really canned the picture on the fucking can. They, <laughs> they, they were able to get all the flavors that they featured on the picture of the fucking can. The experience that I'm getting drinking this beer is the experience that visually I am getting from the can. And I don't know that there's an, there's been another brewing company that has invoked what's on the can to what's in the can hmm? better than Devil's Canyon in the Dessert City Blackberry Chocolate Crumble Pastry Style. Absolutely. I think the picture being out of focus really adds to it um, as far as, you know, the ABV. So you're kind of fucked up. There's something you, you, a fucking dessert you're gonna have when you're fucked up and just you know, there's that. that there's also all the flavors melding together yep yeah i think they did a hell of a job of like illustrating what you're to expect it's very dynamic is what it is and one of the things that we've uh often graded uh the beers on mm -hmm. if you put it on a can put it in the can yeah uh, i think they've done a spectacular job it's a 9.5 for me specifically because I would care for a lot more scotch malt in here in terms of smokiness, in terms of warmth, in terms of body. Um, ABV, uh, I could see this as like a 11.5, 12-percenter. Yikes. Um, I would like, so if this is a stout with a barrel-aged scotch, I want them to make this a stout with a barrel-aged scotch aged in bourbon barrels or Oof. aged in scotch barrels. You can take all of that and then place it back into a barrel and then see what the end result is. I think you can certainly build on top of this, but as it stands, this is a surmountable beer. 9.5 for me. 9.5 for me. Oh, I'm doing this? Okay. Yeah, hey, Call of Duty, something, something. We are... Okay. On the brink of a new fucking season for Call of Fucking Duty, <laughs> motherfuckers. I'm trying to make this sound as manly as possible. But in reality, it's kind of fucking dorky and like lame. I and, I um, earned enough Call of Duty points from the last season yeah. to buy this for free. Right, right, so, right. So I'm I, I am exactly that excited about Call of Duty. They got it for just, free. Just precisely, exactly that excited for it. The best things in life are free. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, um, butchered the <clears> song <throat> completely, but uh, uh, Call of Duty is something that we talk about a lot off mic. Yeah, it's something that um really kind of fills the space in between, and we don't really talk about it here on the podcast because. 
we're self-respecting individuals, I'd say, for the most part. Um, that statement is also false. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about jerking <laughs> off, but Call of Duty is the line, no. right? Yeah. Dude, come on. That'll be, like, weird if you talk about that. <laughs> no, dude, we spend a lot of time talking about it. So if you are not familiar with the lingo, then you're probably going to be lost here. But I'd say it's about time for us to talk about it. Is it? I'd say so. Okay. It's season two already here. We're talking about a whole second other season from this like first major update to the uh, game. And uh, it, it's been exciting, man. It's, it's been it's been awesome. There's been a lot of changes. Yeah. And uh, a lot of metas that, that have been uh, nerfed and a lot of metas that have been introduced. And... Uh, Again, if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, just go ahead and stop now and then listen into the uh, next episode released <laughs> after this one. But there's a lot of metas introduced here. Um, season two, I don't know that it's introduced significantly a lot of metas yet. Not yet. No. They're yet to be discovered, I'd say. Right. Um, there's a lot of dude, new guns. Yeah. A, a gun that's yet to be featured yet. New sniper weapon. That's coming mid-season, supposedly. Um, even then, dude, you have like um, lootable items that have been changed. Immediately, I noticed a P90 that's different. It's got like some Japanese name to it. Uh, the Bulldog or Bullfrog or something. No idea. No, no, no. It's a P90. It's oh, okay. a P90 build. It's got a Japanese name to it. It melts. Um, the stoner, which is the LMG, is melting. It's a like lootable. Uh, gun uh, but there there's so much that's uh changed in this last update but there's also so much from the last update that has either been nerfed or uh rearranged or changed and it's it's just added a really nice layer to the gameplay um this is some this is something awesome dude it's something that's like constantly evolving. Uh, metas. Metas are just basically the best gun that you could have as your personal loadout. Specifically, the way that you customize it for your needs. Right. Um, metas are just guns that haven't been uh, constrained yet and are running like just nasty. And uh, I'm excited to, like, learn these because I learned Season 1s pretty well. I didn't really use the DMR a lot, but I used the Mac 10 significantly. Yeah. Significantly. I wasn't on the DMR thing, nor the Mac 10, until after the nerf I got on the Mac 10 for some reason. And that thing still fucking melts. It fucking destroys people. Even after the fucking yeah. nerf. It's still melting. The DMR was fucking... Everybody's loadout was a DMR and fucking... Yeah, no shit, because two, that, three that shot shit kills. was like a fucking two or three shot kill, Ridiculous, sure. and it was pissing me the bullshit. fuck off. bullshit, yeah. You're just like fucking hanging around, and then you're just... Boom! Your armor's gone. Boom! You're it, done. Yep. What the fuck was that? Yep, yep, yep. But it happens. Every time that this updates, there's a new weapon set that is killer. Um, M4s have had their 
shot in the daylight. Even P90s have had their shot in the daylight. Um, LMGs, the Bruin, the Bruin has was nuts too. Shot in the daylight, and um, every time that they update the video game, they're like trying to introduce new models and new builds. It's awesome. I love it. Um, but specifically, what we're talking about right now is season two. And what it's brought to the table. We're talking about this because we've always talked about this. Right. Off the mic. Off the mic. So yeah, might I, as well just. I feel like it's a game. One of the first games that I actually get into. Uh, I've always like touted about like having the Sega Genesis and this and that. But I was never really much of a gamer per se. Uh, and Call of Duty for some reason. It just. It lined up perfectly with fucking life right now. Where everyone's just. You're you're stuck indoors all day. You can't do much. Everything is fucking closed, and it's just like, oh, okay, this is something cool that I can do with my friends. It's something to do. That's cool. Like that's cool. It's something to do with your friends. Something you do with your family. Something you do with your kids or your friends or brothers and sisters. Right. Like it's just something that you could do as um, a fucking family, really. Uh, I think gaming has really picked up a lot of traction within the last year, specifically because of the pandemic. A lot of people coming together in their households. Uh, what do you know it? You have this kind of entertainment providing uh, a sort of escape. And that's what it's always been, really. Yep. It's always been a sort of escape to people that are in high stress uh, situations. Like legit, it's like a perfect, um, it, it's a perfect uh, uh, landscape for it to thrive. And it has. Yep. You have a lot of new streamers, a lot of people trying to monetize this shit, a lot of people trying to get new followers. They're on Twitch. It's like a saturation of the market, really. Yeah. Because also people have made this a career. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was having a conversation with my mom where I was kind of pissed off at her. I'm like, hey, there's these fucking like 19, 20 year olds that are fucking millionaires right now be playing these fucking games. And when we were growing up, gaming was looked at as, yeah, you're kind of just wasting your time. You're wasting your life. It's not going to amount to anything. You're a fucking loser. You're a fucking loser. And now it amounts to like, hey, some monetary fucking value. You're contributing to society somehow. What the fuck? It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. Uh, I used to make fun of my little cousins watching people on Twitch when Twitch was first coming around. And now I'm over here watching these same motherfuckers play fucking video games because it's fucking entertaining. Uh, legit, I probably watch like three fucking fools mm-hmm. on on the tubes. I tube. On the tubes. I do. I do tube. <laughs> and I tube like fucking at least three guys that are just playing video games. Yeah. The whole fucking time. Ridiculous. And I just I I I, I give them ad revenue. I subscribe. I give them my money for them to play video games that I want to play. Right. But I, I know that I can't play them as well <laughs> as they do. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a funny thing, dude. The way, the evolution of it from like being like this like loser nerd thing to a fucking pro event. Monetized pro events where you have fucking stadiums full of people watching other fucking people play. Yup, yup, yup. Ridiculous. It's a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. There's a convention behind it. There's a convention behind everything. And this is not excused from that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Conventions, money, big money behind it. There's fucking uh big corporate sponsors, fucking Nissan, uh some other fucking like energy companies, monster behind a lot of gamers, ESPN. You'll fucking dude. I'm fucking follow ESPN on fucking Instagram, and they're reposting shit from Call of Duty. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Nuts! It's ridiculous. Um, esports is a thing. Apparently, esports was a thing that was a thing maybe like three or four years ago. But it was only a thing, as in it was a laughable thing. Right, right, right. Esports. I believe that there's like some high schools and some colleges where this is a course as well. And you can take some time off of your uh, literary and historical learnings and mathematical. (laughs) Polymath. Polymethological. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You could just fucking go play video games for an hour. And receive credits for it because it's called esports. That's a thing now. Yeah. And what the fuck? They're treating it like it's a profession. And they are not only taking it as a profession, as in their approach, they are um, also also, uh, reaping the benefits as if it is a career. Yep. They're millionaires, actually. Mm. They're millionaires. They're thousandaires. Yeah. Fuck. We kind of missed the butt on that one, huh? We did. We were right there with the fucking video games. We grew up on fucking in-home consoles. And we missed the fucking boat. It, it's, it's funny to fucking see. And it, it just makes me think about what the fuck do we look at now the way people looked at video games then? They're just like, oh, that's kind of fucking silly. I'm going to share this with you. I was in the middle of like a rebirth, resurgence match. High kill count at this point. I'm carrying the team. And I get tapped on my shoulder. I'm wearing my headphones, of course. Can't play this shit without headphones. Yeah. And it's my sister. And I'm immediately... Um, Pissed off? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm inconvenience. Because you're distracting me from my purpose in the moment. <laughs> and she hands me a Polaroid picture of me sitting in front of uh, maybe like... Uh, 20 inch screen TV in the middle of my living room yep. in nine or I'm sorry, like 2003 with a PlayStation one controller in my hands. And the look on my face looks almost exactly as how I imagine the look on my face currently is. <laughs> and it was a picture of her 
taking a picture of me playing PlayStation 1. Wow. In 2003. <laughs> and she turns it around, and on the back of it, there's written, it's Anthropos playing PlayStation like always. Wow. That's the caption to the picture. It's Anthropos playing PlayStation like always. <laughs> like, that's just my fucking modus operandi. Yeah. That's what I did, and that's what I've done for a big portion of my um, existence. I've spent a lot of time in front of a, a Super Nintendo, in front of a, 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 a fucking PlayStation, a PlayStation 1, a PlayStation 2, a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 4 now. PlayStation 5 is here. I've spent a lot of fucking time. There is like pictorial evidence of my annoyance at people disturbing my time with these products. <laughs> and legit, there's people making millions of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on this, which is something that um, I was always kind of like looked down upon for. Because I just spent too much time on it. There was, I'm throwing my life away. Right. <laughs> and if, maybe if somebody contextualized it as you are preparing to fucking be at the proximity of a gold mine. <laughs> uh... It was never poised like that. Nope. <laughs> my, my... My achievements within these um, games was just a fucking a fizzle mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know. Yeah. It was always about. It is now. It was always about bragging rights. Um, as far as I can remember, video games was just like, oh, yeah, I beat that level. Or, oh, yeah, I'm better than you at Madden NFL. And then let's prove it so you'd compete against your friends and you'd like beat some of your friends or whatever the fuck it was. But it was never anything beyond that. And then somehow <laughs> some motherfucker decided to fucking throw competitions with some fucking money attached to it. And it fucking blew the fuck up. Right. And, and here you are um, with like minuscule experience because you didn't treat it like a job. Right. <laughs> even though you spent like your adolescence like dude that's so crazy like there's a bunch of kids that don't even have to worry about going to like a college like a prestigious college or anything like that like they just make money on youtube yeah from uh getting 20 kill games or some bullshit yep <laughs> uh, this is the Fuck. part of the podcast where we kill ourselves no shit dude that this is supposed to be funny. It wasn't. It it's just not funny. It depressed me again. No. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go to Mexico, bro. Fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> there was something like uh, of note that you mentioned, and it's what do we look at now that's like, hey, you're a fucking loser. Right. And then maybe it like is uh, fucking uh, money bags in mm -hmm. the future. I think that's a really interesting question to pose. Right. Because there's, in our lifetime, there's been a lot of those situations. Uh, 
top of my head, gaming, social media platforms. Um, what else? What fucking else? I don't know. Bitcoin. Uh, just a bunch of like shit that just spawns from the internet. And people look at it as something fucking stupid. And then you see people monetizing it. And you're like, holy shit. There's fucking some actual fucking value here. So what do we look at now? What are we looking at now? What What is current and I don't know. I'd say one of the things that like has been um, not so much uh, ridiculed. Mm-hmm. But is being overlooked as something that's kind of like cute um like dude oh you're like about like solar energy and sustainability that's not necessarily cute i would say that i would say that like it's like really looked as like oh that's really cute dude you want to be like sustainable and stuff oh that's you're a fucking nerd you're a fucking lame ass it's not the same thing as video games though I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to find a comparison to it. Right. And, like, that's, like, the nearest thing that I could think of. It's, like, making fun of somebody that's working in a sector that's an up-and-coming sector. You know? Technologically-wise, electric vehicles and that kind of technology. Um, AI, LiDAR, drones. Okay. That all of that kind of seems like uh, that stuff of the future, bro. You're flying a drone right now? Like, that's your hobby? You fly a drone? Yeah. Fucking lame-ass nerd. Loser. Thanks. Lonely motherfucker. <laughs> I could see that becoming like a thing that's a lot of money. I don't know. All right, what, what are you thinking of? I don't know. I don't know. I have nothing. Uh, I I just I don't I don't think uh, like the technology sector exactly is necessarily looked at in the same light that gaming or social media was looked at. You know, it's like you're wasting your time on fucking gaming. It's not gonna amount to anything. Or social media, like you're wasting your time on social media. It's not gonna amount to anything. Here, here's a group of nerds that maybe is onto something, okay? Maybe these fucking nerds mm-hmm. that are trying to, like, have, like, um, plastic robot girlfriends. How about those guys? Oh, absolutely. Those are like, you're a fucking loser, bro. Yeah. You live in a basement and yeah. you have a girlfriend that's made of plastic all the time. Mm. Those guys are fucking lame. Yeah? But maybe... Just maybe. Let's invest in plastic girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. Honestly, if they work on the AI, we will never need another fucking actual hormonal woman mm-hmm. ever again. You know? Like, maybe this is more of a thing where, like, it transcends the whole, like, oh, it's, like, the women that give birth, so they have to be selective. Maybe, like, technology has a solution for this. Maybe we could technologically remove them from, like, the fucking gene pool and, like, the whole birthing thing. And we just make machines that we can fuck and make, like, 100% complete replicas of ourselves. Right. You know, instead of, like, the 50-50 chance for them to be retarded. 
Um, we could just like the women jeans, yeah. All <laughs> right, right. We just make like the fucking whole one hundred percent spectrum on us. We just focus on us because we're the shit. The, we're awesome. the China policy, kind of. Yeah. Right. And then right now it's like one at, child policy, but only if he's male. Right now it's looked at as like you're a loser <laughs> yeah. and you have a robot girlfriend. <laughs> and then in the future, maybe everyone's gonna have a robot girlfriend. And maybe those are gonna be the fucking guys that are producing. The best kinds of people. <laughs> How do you monetize that, though? I don't know. The way gaming has been monetized. Are you creating porn behind it? I think you're creating, like, um, results porn. You know? Like, look at my baby. This guy is a, a fucking... He works in a fucking... Don't people do that now, though? He's a blacksmith, and he works in a fucking steel mill, and he's a physicist. And a fucking mm. commercial pilot. You know? That's my fucking thing. I made that with my robot girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> Dude, my library is filled with Lamborghinis from being a commercial <laughs> pilot slash theoretical physicist. Why are you not one of those guys now? Weren't you in a fucking place where you could get... Um, like electronic girlfriends, right? Wasn't that an option available to you, <laughs> dumbass? I'm not buying into this. I'm sorry. Ah, no, no. It, it's pretty out there. It's pretty out there. I, I, I gotta admit, it's pretty out there. It's like you're trying to sell me on the idea of fake meat. You know, <laughs> it's it. just as good. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's this, real pussy and then there's this, fake pussy. You know? <laughs> Until you make it just as good as the real pussy, <laughs> I'm in. If it's not, then I am gonna have stop to sell selling it. Selling me on this, I, I am gonna have to sell it. Stop you, fucking snake oil, oil salesman over here. This plastic is just as good this as the real robot pussy. pussy, bro. It's like a fucking flashlight. <laughs> And then you get to have a perfect child after. Right. Or you can just fuck a woman and then, like, roll the dice. (laughs) (laughs) Depends if you want to be, like, a primitive motherfucker, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking loser. You're a fucking loser, dude. All these motherfuckers with, like, pillow girlfriends and shit. You guys are avant-garde. My hat's off to you. <laughs> Dude, my fedora's off to you. Oh God, I'm done. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> that is enough of this yeah. shit. This has been Wasted Content, episode 71, featuring a lineup of Devil's Canyon Brewing Company beers. Yeah. This has been a wonderful lineup. I think we're well in Tulsi at this point. I am Anthropos. I am Ozzy Matthews. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> God.